0: Give a little time for the child within you, don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys, and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. I am in the holiday spirit, Jordan. I'm roasting
2: chestnuts. I can tell by your delicate tone. <laughs> this That's is not at all angry and robotic. This is Christmas, Jesse. <laughs> Jordan? Fa la la. Put the Christ back in Christmas. Jolly you chumps old King
1: Wincesless. <laughs> Chestnuts. Did jo- what did Jolly old fruit King list do?
2: I don't know. I honestly don't know.
1: Jolly old King Wincesless something that's a different song. That's not Jolly to- Old King
2: Wincesless. Loves to take your wife. <laughs> he will always take your wife. She's better off with him. That's the song. It's the season of giving. <laughs> yeah, giving your <laughs> wife to a king who will treat her better than you can.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, he's always having feasts and stuff. Sure, banquets. Ah, uh, my son has a book about uh, a king that's taking a bath, mm-hmm. and then everyone wants to get him out of the bath, but he won't get out of the bath. And he's a he's got a battle. He has a bat holds a battle in the bath mm-hmm. with his knight, mm-hmm. and he has lunch in the bath with his wife. Okay. He has a masquerade ball in the bath. Mm-hmm. The Duke and him go fishing in the bath. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Hey,
2: guy, just get out of the goddamn bath." Is the more? Is this book intended to encourage a love of bath time? I don't, like by showing a powerful man who loves bathing?
1: Well, at the end of it,
2: the page has personally. The whole time... I'd like to see Barack Obama in the bath. Would you? Yeah, I'd give kids of America because kids look up to Obama.
1: Yeah, and he's a clean African American gentleman, I sure. believe is what Joe Biden once said.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I think if we get got to see Obama in a bath conducting some business, American kids would be more likely to bathe. That's a really good point. Anyway. Maybe maybe uh Michelle Obama should take up that cause. That'd be nice. Washing behind the ears.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that do you wash behind your ears, Jordan?
2: You know, I forget to wash behind my ears a lot. It was something that was it was a value that was instilled upon us to wash behind behind the ears.
1: Well, your your mother has
2: down-home values. Sure, exactly. Corn bone values. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's blind from some homemade whiskey she made in the <laughs> bathtub. Uh, yeah, so I forget to wash behind my ears sometimes, but then I will, like, scratch, and then I will smell my finger afterwards. I'm like, oh, it really smells bad back there.
1: Well, you're, wait, you're scratching behind your ear. Yeah. And then, and then smelling I'll get your a little, finger?
2: I mean, I just like to... Anytime I jam my finger anywhere, I like to smell it afterwards. Sure. That's my policy. Sure. Uh, if it's been in something, give it a sniff.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, so, yeah, and then I will notice how bad the That, by
1: the way, is the reason that Copenhagen flooded.
2: <laughs> right. Because I had to sniff my finger after yeah. jamming, it, jamming it in that dam. I'm not going to say dike.
1: Yeah, that seawall. Sure. Jamming it in
2: that seawall. <laughs> Yeah. Do you watch it you behind still, your
1: ears? I'm still picturing you. Number one, no, I don't.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I also basically don't Jesse, right now, right now, lift yep. your headphone, give yep. it a little rub. Okay. Get some of the essential oils on there.
1: Give it a sniff. I smell nothing. Okay. My hair is naturally balanced like hippies at UC Santa Cruz used to tell you yeah. would happen if you didn't shake it. Although yo,
2: you know, I guess as a as a non haired man. Uh you probably don't have as much head sweat as I do.
0: Uh,
2: uh, You're saying you have a lot of head sweat. You seem conflicted. I'm just trying to have an explanation for why I stink.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You may be just a smelly man. That's true. But but you're not supposed to be able to smell your own smell. The the behind-the-ear shit's potent. Really? Yeah, I would notice it. I'm sincere when I say I would smelled nothing. It was That's okay. Not... No, I believe you. I know you're not fucking around. I got a little bit of bay lime in my beard oil. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You said beard oil to to manage my beard. Beard management. Yeah, it's <laughs> got a little bay lime scent. It's refreshing. Okay. Do you think that like
2: gets behind the ears?
1: No. All right. I think it's clean back there. Okay. I think it's naturally. I mean, clean back I, think, there.
2: I think you just probably have a tight
1: behind the ear because like, the ears are like flaps that protect it from soil that would. Otherwise, the soil might get on your face or whatever. But it's the the ear flaps protect that area. Yeah, you know what I mean.
2: I don't know. So okay, you know maybe I'm a freak. Maybe I'm a fucking semi-tar. freak with smelly behind the ears. How about this?
1: Okay, if you're out there listening right now, mm-hmm. stick your finger behind your ear, rub it around like this, give it one of those, and then give it a nice sniff. Yeah, and let us know. Let us know what
2: what you smell. Yeah, hit us up hashtag Ear Smells. <laughs>
1: let's bring our guest onto the program uh he is the host of comedy bang bang the popular television program and podcast uh he is uh he's handsomer than ever sure he was a funny rock
2: and roll guy on a recent episode of the birthday boys his name is scott ackerman hi
3: scott. hi guys thank you so much for having me back thanks for scott, coming on what's the situation behind your ears you know, I was thinking about that while you were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> not because you were talking about
2: it. Right. Coincidentally. Just something you
3: know. fun to think about. Um, what, what's with behind the ears? Just wash everywhere. Like, why are people being so specific about behind the ears? Why?
1: That, see, Come now, on, moms. Wash yourself. Sure. I'm not saying don't wash yourself. Although, to be honest, can I tell you where I wash? I wash. Yes. I sir. wash in what location, I would call. Location or bodily? You have bodily location. I only wash in Barbados. a <laughs> year I go to Barbados.
3: Yeah. And first class. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
2: have
1: a couple margs poolside yeah. and get in the bath. <laughs> I wash in my stink areas. Yeah. I wash washer. Sure. My underarms and my, my crotch and butt. My crotch and butt. And the rest of me, good I, King
3: Crotch and Butt.
2: <laughs> it's my favorite Christmas Carol. <laughs> Jolly he come, old King, King Crotch and, and Butt, butt brings he you. Doesn't want s- your wife. <laughs> he, he's gay. <laughs> he's a confirmed bachelor. Excuse me.
1: <laughs> uh, I the other parts of my body, I do not wash. Huh. I wash my hands. Yeah, after I go to the bathroom. Yeah. But the I do not generally wash, say, my torso. I you
3: wash my torso. I wash my arms. A little uncomfortable to get down to wash the legs. Mm. I gotta say, Ooh. bending. Who who likes to bend over in the shower? Not me. Not me. Um, and that's not a joke on bending over in the shower. I just no. mean who likes to bend over. I mean, when you're a tall gentleman and Jesse, sure. you know, I think right. you. I'm also tall. You and I are both tall. We're both uh, taller than than the average. Sure, Jordan is medium sized. Yes, he's uh, perhaps average. He's a C, yeah. <laughs> We're A's. <laughs> That's
2: I am a good above way average. Listen, I know. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you guys are being diplomatic. I am
3: less than. <laughs> um, but you don't like to bend over in you know, general.
1: In a lot of ways, Jordan is human. <laughs> yes. I have human qualities. We're going to test that a little later. I still in don't the program. understand love. There's something mm. about his eyes, though, where you feel sure. like when you're talking to him, he understands yeah. what you're
2: saying. I recently learned how to use twigs to get termites. Sure. Twigs to get termites? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, they love twigs.
1: They <laughs> oh. love <laughs> the cookie crunch. Yeah.
2: <laughs> the, the, the termites get all over the Twix, and then I have a little uh,
1: okay a trap. It's a like trap. a
2: termite trap. I lick them off the Twix. I don't eat the Twix myself.
1: Sorry, mm. I, Scott, you were saying about bending over. I think that's true. Yeah, I don't like to bend over anywhere. I never want to bend. I I abandoned stretching mm-hmm. as like a twelve or thirteen year old when mm-hmm. I quit playing sports. When I also abandoned sports, and you I, don't stretch out before this podcast. Well, oh, I do vocal warm up. you're gonna cramp up the Dude. tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Mm. red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. What
3: whether the weather be cold, whether the weather be hot. You we'll be it. together, whatever, whatever the, the weather, weather. whether <laughs> we like it or not. exactly. guys that was great. thank, thank you. you. <laughs> um but yeah I, I I make my wife uh have all the lower drawers mm-hmm. in, uh, <laughs> i I take the top ones and i just bending over in general is not good and someone another tall gentleman uh said to me when we were at lunch once we uh he was is this looking, a mr minute Bull. Uh, <laughs> um we were looking around the restaurant and uh he was saying he just kind of said to me you know what you don't see a lot of older tall guys do you
0: <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. It's it made true. you think, yeah, It's because they get their heads chopped off on roller coasters. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's what happens to <laughs> older, tall guys. Uh, you know what I think? Watch, you know, you know live what I think,
1: Shorter, but we're living better,
2: Scott. Mm-hmm. Jordan. You know what I think? Uh, wash behind the ears could be. I think it's shorthand for just get into the crevasses.
1: Okay, so people don't want to say wash your butthole.
2: Yeah, you're. Yeah, make sure to get the taint <laughs> while you're in there, honey.
1: Well.
3: I I don't know. Okay, I understand the whole. Hey, make sure you get your neck when you're putting on suntan lotion. Sure, right? Because one can tend to for, forget that. Mm-hmm. But who also,
1: cares about it behind it? Be... Dangerous.
3: Yes. Wait, why could you could get cancer? <laughs> oh, sure. Well, mm. put put suntan lotion on everything. Sure. Uh, but remember your neck because that is a place that one forget. Or and get your ears when you're putting on suntan lotion. That's right. the other thing that you can tend to forget. Oh, yeah. These these things are still part of skin. <laughs> But but the whole washing behind your ears, first of
1: all, the shower takes care of that yeah. in a lot of ways, does it not? Yeah. I think the blowing, blowing water on yourself from a spout, that's good enough for good most enough. parts of the body.
3: Does one really need to put some
1: soap to it? I don't know. I don't know either. And is behind the ears the dirtiest part of the body? I don't think also, so. Who's get, What problems are coming from having soil back there? Are you, Why do you keep saying soil? By the way, you keep saying soil like on your face. Where, where
3: are you in the Dust Bowl in the 30s? I listen, am, yes. Listen, these
2: Hoovervilles can get unsanitary. <laughs> these migrant workers are not always Here's the cleanest. The thing. Yeah,
1: behind your ear.
2: What do you think about that theory? As What's behind the ears is there? behind the ears is shorthand it's you know from a from a more it's like polite a, time it's,
1: would you say it's shorthand or would you say it's a euphemism so what i'm asking is do they mean that you should wash behind your ears and in all the other parts of your body sure, that are hard or to reach or do they when they say wash behind your ears do they really mean wash between
3: your butt I think they actually mean behind your ears because any time I've read it, mm-hmm. people would get clapped you know on the head if they if they checked behind the ears and there was dirt back there. Oh, but I sure. think it was a dirtier time yeah. i I genuinely think that when this became a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of dirt flying around. It was like industrial Manchester. Exactly. Or even... uh, Lots of metal shavings in the air. Yeah, New York in the 30s even, you Mm -hmm. know? I mean, uh, uh, the reason people wore hats was because people were throwing shit out of their windows all the time. (laughs) So
1: basically, you're thinking that at the time... People could have been walking down the street, and at any moment, poop could go behind their ears. Behind their ears, and then you would forget to wash back there, and it's like, hey, you have shit behind your ears. I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in much, but I do believe in this, Scott. Mm. If you have poop somewhere, clean it off. <laughs> clean it off. Okay. Yeah. A bold stance. That That is something I truly that's that's at the center of who i am. Yeah. You
2: i mean you believe in that almost as much as putting the christ back into
1: christmas. The two things the i two believe things, in most of yes. all are number one putting the christ back that's in christmas. That's number one really. That's incredible. Remembering eclipsed. the reason for the season. <laughs> yes.
3: The war on christmas, gentlemen. <laughs> Where are we on the front lines? Hopefully. <laughs> Number two, I I'm, want to be behind a big machine gun.
1: I'm not quite on the front, like I'm where behind, guys can't
2: get me, but I can still shoot them.
1: I'm behind the front be line sniper. But I, oh, that would be cool. Would be
2: a cool. war on Christmas sniper. Just
1: like, yeah, take that Santa, Claus. Claus. taking taking
2: off Jews out, <laughs> <laughs> agnostics, some Wiccans, <laughs> get get those Wiccans right in the brainstem. Uh, Here's your solstice, baby. Mm.
3: Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Here's your solstice. Hey, baby. I'm a a sniper, sniper, baby.
1: (laughs) is that, Sniper Kojak? (laughs)
2: Hey, Hey, beautiful. I'm going to plug you right in the brain stem. Baby.
3: Hey. Anyone got a lollipop? (laughs)
2: Baby. Santa represents Jesus.
3: (laughs) I will say Kojak is one of the only characters to ever eat a lollipop on TV. I don't think I've seen it since. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe food. one of the little rascals. Yeah,
1: I think uh, what
2: I think some of the uh, models from Deal or No Deal occasionally ate probably. lollipops.
1: Sure. There was a period where celebrities it's and pop stars ate lollipops. Mm. I would say in the late 1990s, early 2000s, there mm-hmm. was a time when a, when an ingenue. Would consume a, a lollipop, suggestively? I have an image
3: in, in my head of Katy Perry licking a lollipop, and maybe it's just what I want to see. Sure.
1: Britney I Spears? can't imagine
2: there's not a picture of Katy Perry eating a lollipop somewhere. I've looked this up. Yeah, let's all, right. all look this Britney up. Britney Spears seems like she's eating a lollipop on television. I'm, right? sure, I'm sure Brad Pitt in one of his many I'm Eating Things roles probably ate a lollipop at some point it's uh, on Britney screen. Britney
3: Spears, then who? Okay, I'm looking up Katy Perry lollipop. Let's I'm see. against
1: Brad Pitt. You
3: You're, are? Yeah. Yeah, I just worked with him. He was a very nice gentleman.
1: Well, congratulations, Scott. <laughs> ah, <laughs> not... I got one. Okay,
3: I got see. a match. Up. Oh. We got a match, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. She there looks she great. She is first thing that comes up. she oh, a ton of pictures of her just Howdy do. Yeah. Just a whole series there's a a huge one
1: whoa that's a a willy wonka style head yeah that's like a state fair lollipop. yeah Yeah. it's like one of those four
3: dollar and fifty cent joints oh my goodness that's too much for a lollipop no i agree i think you enjoy in a four dollar and fifty cent lollipop you enjoy what 75 cents of it then you throw the rest away (gasps) five licks
1: what are you gonna do save the rest yeah, I, that's I, a term I, for a rainy day. That's an <laughs> attraction if I ever heard of one. Yeah,
3: I had a I had a
2: giant uh, I had a giant fair yes. lollipop. You had me as at I child. had a giant. I had I had a giant. Uh, <laughs> he died as giants tend sure. to do early. Yeah, um, but you guys know the plight of the tall man. Sure, they sure die yeah. early. Uh, his head was chopped off on a roller coaster. When was the last time
3: you saw an elderly giant, Scott? Well, I guess in Twin Peaks, there's the waiter who uh, he's pretty old, mm-hmm. so that gives me hope for okay. the future.
0: Okay, Grandpa,
2: the, the oh, room service guy. I was going to say Grandpa Munster was pretty old when he was in Pet Cemetery.
0: Hmm.
3: Yeah, it's not a Grandpa tall Munster. Grandpa uh, Munster. Uh, Herman Munster. Herman. Oh yeah, Fred Gwynn. Yeah, he's a giant, right? Uh, he was. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He was in uh, my cousin Vinny and everything. Yeah, he was. He was pretty tall for sure. an old dude.
1: Yeah. There's this – we've talked about this before on Jordan Jesse Go, and we heard from some people at the Rick Burns organization. Mm -hmm. But there is a Rick Burns PBS documentary about Coney Island that has uh, Grandpa Munster in Mm -hmm. it. that's one of the greatest things in history. Hmm. Oh, my God. Do I love Grandpa Munster in this? Because apparently Grandpa Munster was like – spent the first 10 years of his life like from – 13 to 23, he was born as a 13-year-old. Okay, (laughs) I understand. This is a strange story, but I'm on board. (laughs) Um, As like a carnival barker at Mm -hmm. Coney Island, and he does his carnival barkings as an elderly, crazy-eyebrowed man (laughs) who was running for governor as a Green Party Mm -hmm. member. And it is the greatest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Grandpa Munster. Look it up. Mm. Is it barkings or (sighs) barkerings? Barkos. Barcos. Barco
3: bits. Barquettes. <laughs> um, I never watched the monsters really, so I don't have any kind of tangential connection to these monsters you're speaking of. Fair enough. But yeah. the they were minimum. spooky,
2: eh? Not so much Ooky. <laughs> okay. That was more of the Adams. Were they family. kooky? No, no. Again, that's more
3: Adam's Family uh, okay. territory. No, that's too bad. Yeah. They've- I don't know why I, as a young uh, person who is so uh, entranced by monster movies, um, never watched the monsters or the Adams family? Maybe I you just cared for it. Maybe I mean, you you've
1: thought always it, hated comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, maybe just because
2: you liked monsters, you didn't like seeing them in a in comic situations. Maybe it made you
3: feel that like, might have been was, it.
2: Like they were. You know, like it, was it was demeaning to them. To them. Yeah, yeah. Did I ever
3: tell you when I was in first grade?
1: Yes, you did tell me that. I told you every single thing
3: that happened to <laughs> yeah. me that calendar year? Yes, i right. was good. boring. And it took one calendar year to tell you. <laughs> it was in real time. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, it was 1976, I believe. The year was 1976,
1: <laughs> and uh, Scott Ackerman was a first grader. This <laughs> is Piggins. Little
2: did America know, punk rock was on the horizon. Oh boy! One the year the Clash later, were doing their thing. Yeah. No,
3: the Ramones. Uh, I believe their first record sure. may have been out. of Seventy-five. Time. The new president, a peanut farmer <laughs> from Georgia. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, they. Uh, it was Halloween, mm. and my teacher. What, you know, was talking to the entire class and said, OK, everyone, uh, and was was doing one of these things of like, let's talk about monsters because it's Halloween. She said she said, uh, now who here knows what a vampire is? And, you know, we all like, say, <laughs> yeah, she says, who knows who's the most famous vampire? And um, someone said, Dracula. And she said, very good. Who here can name another uh, vampire movie, and I raised my hand and I said Nosferatu, <laughs> and she said uh, no. And someone said Love at First Bite, and she said yes. Oh, you were just—that's so funny. Like, you had seen Nosferatu. I hadn't that seen it. That's oh, the thing. Funny. Was I was so captivated by monsters in my local library and in my school library? Mm. There were these books that focused on monsters and the their uh, origins and also their cinema origins and uh-huh. every single movie they had been in up to that point. So there was one mm. on Dracula, one on Frankenstein, one on the Wolfman, and one on the Mummy. And the Mummy one was the really hard-to-get one. That was, that was the booberry of <laughs> of these books. And um, Thank you for using another monster analogy. <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> so I, I would constantly check them out. Of the library and reread them over and over again. Wait,
1: did you have a rival for the mummy one? Do you think that's what was going on? I just
3: don't think that that any of the libraries that have these books had the mummy one for some you reason. You were
1: into all monsters. But Frankie, Frankie was only into the mummy. And he kept renewing it right. yeah. until his renewals were out. Do you mean Frank Stein?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's what Frankenstein's masturbate to. Pictures of mummies. <laughs> it's
1: forbidden. It so dusty. But
3: uh, it also was it, it was, it was very akin to, there were these books that, other books that I would constantly check out of the library, which were the um, Superman and Batman history from the 30s to the 70s. But the Shazam one. <laughs> was never in any of the libraries I ever went to and I would constantly look for it because it on the dust jacket, it would be listed as also check out these other sure. ones in the series. Right. I could never, never find it. And then finally I, I found it at a Comic-Con recently and I, I bought it immediately. <laughs> How um. was it? Is it good? You know, I don't know that I've read it. Yeah. I've just books like, of like pilot, a, yeah, sure. like look at this fucking thing I got. I found got. it. I have defeated you, childhood. <laughs> Fuck Finally, you,
2: Frank Einstein, You thought you could check out the history of Shazam?
1: I'm on television. I'll buy what I please. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even look at the price. Oh, it was
3: too expensive,
0: actually.
2: I like the idea of your first grade teacher saying, like, oh, can anyone name a famous space movie? And you saying, A Trip to the Moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: By Lumiere.
3: Can anyone no. name
1: a famous sea movie? Oh, oh Battleship Potemkin. <laughs>
3: C movie. Do you mean yeah. like less than a B movie or?
2: Yeah. Oh, C, S E A. Potemkin, eh, B
3: minus C plus. <laughs> like a D list movie. Yeah. Real it's a little yeah.
1: bit of a snooze. You could even get like George C. Scott or whatever. <laughs> Another C.
3: Yeah, sure. George yeah. S. E. A. Scott. He's a merman. What if that was his actual name and he and they just misspelled it on his first roll didn't want to tell anyone. Well,
2: okay.
1: I'll take it. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse go. <laughs>
3: I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. We say all the horrible things about
0: having kids, so you don't have to. And you can come across as the magical vessel, Pinterest Perfect Parent Society Wants You To Be. One Bad Mother. Because this is hard and nobody gives
1: a Check us out on one. iTunes and maximumfun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse, Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Scott Ackerman is literally Ah. looking
3: at his make sure that it's on. Does it work currently? Oh, okay. It does work currently.
2: Probably looking at some more uh, Katy Perry lollipop pics. Oh, boy. Yowza, yowza.
3: I like to pretend that the lollipop is actually my penis. What? Yeah, seriously. The imagination on this guy. Uh, how do they get your penis on a stick? That's true. (laughs) They just Uh, put it through the hole and (laughs) (laughs) And rounded it off. (laughs) Like a corn dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You ever had anything
1: put in your penis? No. You? Oh, I'm into sounding. (laughs) I know the term. I even know the term. Someone – we've talked about sounding on this program before, and uh, I feel like the last time we talked about it, uh, someone sent me a really angry email that we had discussed it. Then they looked it up and found out what it was. (laughs) Hey, you hey, know what? something hey. you don't have to look up everything.
2: <laughs> but hey, maybe you should look up everything. Expand your fucking horizons and your yeah. penis. You don't need to be. <laughs> yeah, expand your penis.
1: Specifically, your your it'll get yeah,
2: yeah, it'll get hard. Uh, I had, to, I had to... yeah, enjoy your missionary position sex with your yeah. dumb wife. Get Google some shit. Google do one thing with your wife that's fucking weird. Let once. your wife insert something. Sure. I don't know. Put spiders on her. I'm just spitballing Scott, here. You were There's some fun stuff you can do <laughs> with your nasty wife. With your nasty cum slut of a wife. And your spider collection. Yeah.
3: There's got to be a way to combine your two interests. <laughs> Let her roll around in those spideys. Uh, no, I was about to say yes. I've, I've had a. Sorry. I've had a, uh, a catheter uh, in there oh, when my. I was when I was a young boy. Mm. I had a uh, bladder infection Oof. and um, I was young. I was five, I believe. And I, all I recall of of the of the surgery is, you know, they they I guess they numbed things. I, I don't really remember. But then I remember them, at you know, at several times I had to pee. During, they they wanted me to pee during the surgery. It's just so bizarre. Like they're saying, okay, now go ahead and urinate. And I'm like peeing on the walls of the hospital. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it bizarre. I
2: bet you a five-year-old, that's the funnest thing ever. Like you're
3: well, like, well, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. it was so much fun being in surgery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but no, there. I think there's a metal clip in there because um, I had uh, when I had recent X-rays. They were like, "Have you ever had surgery?" I was like, "Oh yeah." When I was five, I think there's probably something in there. But uh, yeah, and it's still in there, still in there. Wow, yeah. I haven't shit it out yet. <laughs> so they they were X, they were X-raying your
1: your junk. To find out where your power comes from? (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, wow, this guy's so powerful. Where's this coming from?
2: All right, turn on the x-ray machine. I mean, you would have known if you would have had the uh, Shazam companion book. (laughs) That's
1: true. I I was at the thrift store the other day. And, Congratulations. Uh, thank you. You're doing well. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Uh, Selling or buying? Just like
2: in the... Oh. Or store credit. <laughs>
1: Neither. Jerking <enough>. off.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I was just there to jerk off.
1: Uh, and I was looking at the... Uh, look. You know, I'll take a browse through the children's books to see if there's any uh, quality Things to books. jerk off to? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, for one thing... The, the children's book section at, a, like, a big thrift store, you know, one with a lot of crap in it, mm-hmm. is so desultory. Like, it is <laughs> such a discouraging—you're so—it is lower than, like, the rejects from a school library in 1974. Like, it is, like, levels lower than that. Meaning the books The books are, are horrible. Like, who bought this book? Like, it'll be a book about— the Noid's first birthday or (laughs) (laughs) something.
2: (laughs) <laughs> you should get your kids super into old mascots with all their ancillary materials. Look, here's
3: what you got to know about the Noids, kids.
2: You got to avoid them. <laughs> if you want to eat your pizza in peace, you're gonna want to get out of the way of the Noid.
1: But you know what I mean? Like it's just the books maybe are the lowest of the low.
2: Maybe there's some some books chronicling the adventures of Cool Spot.
1: But like, I think one of the one of the key types of book is like the book version of the videos you could get for free at Blockbuster. Mm. Like, remember how there was that section at Blockbuster of videos that were... Oh, no, like
2: Magic Johnson teaches you about AIDS?
1: Yeah, Magic Johnson teaches you about AIDS, we're all in the same gang, mm-hmm. you know, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I don't I recall it?
3: ever being that hard up at Blockbuster where I was like, you know what, I don't have the it's money, kind of, let's just get well, something from the free section. I could rent the Princess Orange County. <laughs> <laughs> I could rent the Princess Bride again, but...
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so so there's the books, like, things, like, weird Like weirdly specific storybooks about weirdly specific things. Like uh, there was one that looked like – and, you know, this is a book that has a significant amount of value to the right child when purchased new, I think. Like when targeted, it's a valuable book. But there was like a book that really looked like someone had just made it themselves and then taken it to a – Person that could make book covers mm. and bind things that was about uh, like it was about a mom in a wheelchair, but it had a special name. I can't remember. It was called like "Mommy's Throne" or something like. That. <laughs> oh boy, it
2: was something where I was just like, okay. Jesse. They're called "A Song of Ice and Fire."
1: And I was like, "I was like, okay, like if if I had a mom in a wheelchair, I would be nice to have a book about it. Whether I would want one that was this terrible, I'm not sure. sure. But I can understand. But at the, once it gets this to was like place, a, this
2: was like a zine.
1: Once it gets to the second-hand <laughs> store, you know what I mean? It's a little questionable. But sure. the one that really got me was uh, Little Brother's Briss, mm. uh, which was this huge storybook, and when, like LBD. this was really intense, <laughs> like a a voluminous text, like 40, 35 pages of multiple paragraphs on each page. Yeah. That's the Yikes. thing. Like, I don't think these people understood that children are different than grown ups, except <laughs> that they understood maybe that they needed to be uh, explained why part of their brother's penis was being removed. This isn't. Brother Bear of the Berenstein Bears, is it? No, it was. He wasn't him having a bris. It would be great if the, if it was just released that the, it was just sort of came out now that the Berenstein Bears were Jewish all along.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Berenstein. Yeah.
1: Why is it always the same part of the penis that they
3: take off? Take off something new. Make it a a
2: surprise. That's a good point. Give (laughs) it a little
3: divot at the bottom,
2: at the base. (laughs) Yeah, so
3: everyone has a unique penis. Yeah. Uh, Give it some – just make it aerodynamic. Give it some slats on the side. But I'm looking at this – Yeah, you 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 know those um, (laughs) – you know like when you're camping – and you find sure. a turb,
1: like a turbo football, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say <laughs> so, you know
2: when you find those sticks that the bugs have worked their way through and they've. You have a you know, lot of bugs
3: issues. <laughs> yeah, I love them.
2: I'm just saying, just have some little divots in there, make them unique. Right. I um, but I, I do have bug issues, Scott. What's
3: going on in your uh, home life that you have so many bug issues? There's bugs on me. At all (laughs) times We we just moved into a new place We had an ant issue And I was going fucking crazy I couldn't handle it I was like, I don't know if I can live here How How did Rocky respond? Rocky's fine with it, okay. but but I, I would wake up in the middle of the night itching, and I would, like, scratch, and then a, there'd be an ant on mm-hmm. me, and then I would get up and, and turn on my phone and shine the light on the pillow, and there'd be ants all over the pillow, and yeah. I was just like, I can't. We there would, was
1: ants on your pillow? Mm-hmm. Fuck. And I bet like
2: throughout the day you probably feel phantom ants
3: and but I would see ants crawling everywhere. And, and yeah, so no matter where I would go, I'd, I'd be itching like I had ants all over me oh, and um, did you find yourself wanting to dance. Yeah, I felt, I felt like I had ants in my pants. <laughs> yeah, I did want to dance. Um, but uh, we've, we have we've found a guy who we looked at him up online and it was like, oh, yeah, he comes in and it's safe for pets. And it was just it was no problem. And I have not seen an ant in the house yet. It's just it's... a chimp with a twig. <laughs> and a Twix. Yeah, and a Twix. <laughs> Just been, lay down a whole bunch of twigs everywhere.
1: Get... <laughs> <laughs> I've been fucking. I've been murdering ants. Like it's uh, horrible in my yeah. house. The, it's, it's genocide. When the ants have done nothing, the ants don't do anything. But that's the thing about ants. They're terrifying. They're the most upsetting thing ever. Yeah. They get on you. They get on your food. Whatever. But it's but not I like think we all po- remember they don't the, have a poisonous bite. The
2: friendly but terrifying ant from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Sure. Point.
3: Well, I, when I was younger, I saw – I think it was a television movie but it, or at least it was a movie that was on television where the ants rose up. They weren't giant ants. Yeah. It was just all of the ants decided to attack <laughs> humans. And I recall very vividly – and I've tried to look up what it is and I don't know what it is. But the one of the very last scenes where the, the humans whom we had been seeing the movie through their point of view – the ones that were left alive all gathered in the top floor of a building and they said, if we're totally still, the ants will will leave us alone and they won't <laughs> kill us. And they, I, re- I recall they they put straws in their mouth in order to be able to breathe. Now now I'm thinking, well, the ants would have just went in the straw and then you wouldn't have been able to breathe even more. Yeah. You would have been like spitting the straw out of you your mouth. You got some ants in your mouth. But, but um, I recall this – uh one of the people, it just drove them crazy. They couldn't take it. So they got up and ran towards the window and they saw outside there uh, – below was a pool um, filled with water and he jumped into the pool. But that was a hallucination. It was an empty pool and so he jumped to his death in this pool. Uh, I don't know what this movie is. <laughs> it sounds but, great. But I've thought about it so many times and so Ants – I mean there's – look – Supposedly, in our ecosystem, there is a purpose for every living creature. Sure, but sure. if we got rid even ri-
1: Jordan, if we, ri- if we got rid of ants, who would care? Right.
3: We would invent something that does what ants do. Sure, right. right. So yeah. let's just get rid of them. Ant eaters like would just be eaters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'd
1: finally have a sandwich. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm going to try a sandwich. <laughs> oh, Monte Cristo.
3: <laughs> People are all upset about bees. You know, there's yeah. not going to be bees. Just
1: get rid of them. We'll invent. You know, sure. we'll, we'll we make- can
3: synthesize honey.
1: Sure. Exactly. Can I say that one last thing? I know thing a man about- named Bert. He can uh, <laughs> help us make chapsticks. Can I say one last thing about this about this brisk book? Yeah. I will allow it. Thank you. So as is I said- this a
2: drawing of the penis that was in it? Are no. you going to describe Multi- that? So
1: obviously I <clears throat> wanna know how they describe the act of sure. foreskin removal. Mm-hmm. Because that's the, Obviously. The that's the crux of the bris. Sure. I mean, certainly the rabbi comes over, you learn religious lessons, all the well, family gets together. pretty high up there on things that happened during the bris. Right. <laughs> it's it's tops and pops in that department. Sure. It's number one with a bullet. <laughs> yep. And uh, so multiple, multiple paragraphs on every page, uh, probably a 25-page book, this book about the bris. You know, there's just discussion of... You know well, what kind of food everybody brought. It sure, might have been uh, someone's uh, dissertationals <laughs> who came over. What <laughs> the <laughs> rabbi's home life is like. And then there's just one. How he st- has to psych himself up to I'm do like, it. <laughs> I, I'm like, I gotta find the penis. You're the best. Part of You're this. the best rabbi. <laughs> I'm like, I gotta find the penis part of this because that's you I gotta. wanted.
2: You gotta find the penis part, dude. One sentence, which is what I said to my wife before I came here.
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm. One.
1: <laughs> 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 we'll be right back. <laughs> One sentence oh, describing the penis part. Mm-hmm. It just said, "Then the rabbi removed some extra skin from his penis."
3: Ah, uh, extra skin. <laughs> yeah, extra. Yeah. What constitutes extra skin? I don't know. You know, there's other places that you could remove some extra skin. Sure. Yeah, and then just know?
1: stretch it and stretch it and close up the hole.
3: You wanted a you wanted a detailed description of the tools well,
1: and I the, don't know where what the incision was made. But it seems so flippant. It seemed like a lie. Yeah. It seemed like it should be like – to me, it seemed like this is is for God, Mm -hmm. and that's why we do this. It's a big deal, but it's important. Mm -hmm. Why would God give you – It was as though – it was as though it was – it was as though all babies are are penis skin sharks and <laughs> <laughs> have extra penis skin ready to go. Why would God give you that
2: extra skin well, so he if can, he wants you to take it off. That's I mean as a test of faith, right?
1: Guys, know. test of faith? I don't is that why the foreskin is removed? I, I think it's just know. a I think it's just one of the things. It's just in there. Sure. It's just a thing on a, it's one of the things of a list of things. Yeah. Right. But then you have it because then it shows that you're serious about doing what God told you to. Right. When yeah. did,
3: and by the way, I think that being circumcised was a religious thing for so long. But now it's just a cleanliness thing. Sure. It, it seems like everyone is. Uh, but remember. Uh, and an attractiveness uh, uh, issue yeah. for those of us in the industry. <laughs> Certainly.
2: <laughs> You're going to be flashing it a lot. Oh, yeah.
3: In those casting couches. No, I mean, make I think. Sure you
2: look good. Listen, I think Ben Affleck set a standard in Gone Girl. Certainly. That we're all going to have to start flashing the dong at some point. Mm-hmm. Even, uh, you know, those of us. Kevin who, Bacon in Wild Things. Sure.
1: Did mm-hmm. Ben Affleck show his Dong and Gone Girl?
2: There's a little dong.
1: Well, good for him. Pretty big, too guys well i imagine it is or it wouldn't be yeah precious. yeah I mean, exactly if he had the call he could make that call sure like it's he's not a like, powerful man it's yeah. not like he auditioned for the job and then they were like you're gonna have to show some dong mm-hmm. he's like
3: god damn it i signed the contract <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> scott yeah. scott is ifc pressuring you to,
3: See my dong. to dong out uh, no one wants to see my dong. Would you say that
1: your <laughs> dong is always on, slightly off? <laughs> yeah, I had a bad bris. It's just hanging. <laughs> slightly off. Ugh. Okay, we'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan, Jesse, go.
0: La, 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 la.
2: Hey, folks, this is Kevin Allison of The Risk Podcast, a proud member of the Maximum Fun family. If you've never heard Risk before, you got to check it out. Risk is where people tell true stories they never thought they'd dare to share in public. Stuff you could never hear on NPR. This is where writers, comedians, and people of all walks of life drop the act and get as raw and real as it gets. You know, you love stories. Why not check out the show where you'll hear the most unforgettable ones you've ever heard? Check out Risk. Today we
1: are free on iTunes, of course, and we're at MaximumFun.org or at risk-show.com. risk dash Risk! La 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 la
0: la
1: it's Jordan Jesse Go, I'm Jesse Thorn America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris,
3: Steel Santa, and Scott Ackerman, some guy who's sitting in a room with the... I don't have a cool nickname. No, you do. That's the nickname. Oh, Scott. That's the nickname. That's the nickname. Yeah. Their eyes lit up and they're like, this is the guy. Really? This is the show. This is the show. It is the show.
2: It is the show. It's not. That's not a revelation. No, but no.
1: We're
3: here on the show.
2: Hi Next. guys. <laughs>
1: You guys. What? I just got an idea. Huh. Whoa. What if that is his nickname?
2: Yeah.
3: And what if this is the show? Fuck,
1: dude.
2: I am so glad my shrooms are kicking in right now. (laughs) This This is is like the perfect time for my shrooms to be kicking in.
3: This is like that scene in a movie in a biopic where suddenly Everyone in the film realizes something that's iconic. Right. You know, like oh man, I just read The Doors of Perception. <laughs> uh, such a good book. It really opened my mind. We should name our band something like that.
2: <laughs> hey Paul, what are you working on? I don't know. Just hey Jude. <laughs> hey Jude. Don't make it bad. Wait, that's a good song. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Perhaps it'll change the face of pop music forever. Perhaps I'll step inside this yellow submarine. <laughs> Wait a minute, that's the song.
2: <laughs> my uh, my Beatles voice is a little vampire-ish.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm John Lennon, biggest creep in the world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, 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 ah. <laughs> oh, um, hey, hey! Before we get too much further into it. MaxFunCon tickets now on sale. Get them. MaxFunCon.com. Come hang out with me and Jordan in the Lake Arrowhead, California. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Mm. Got a lot of great p- performers lined up already. When is this thing? It's June 12th through 14th. You can come Ooh, if you want to. baby. You can, you, want to. you can come if you want to. You're invited, Scott. June 12th through 14th? Yeah, June 12th through 14th. Oh, my God. That You're sounds invited, like a dream. Scott. I'm offering you an invitation. We'll oh. talk about it. We can talk about it later. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you've never come, right? I'm going to guarantee I'll be there.
3: <laughs> you've never been, have you? I've never been. I've heard great things about it. Right. Sounds fun. Mm-hmm. Who, who is going to be there this year?
1: I can't tell you, Scott. I we don't, we don't generally announce the lineup until the springtime. Mm-hmm. Usually, we like to sell sure. the tickets first and then announce the lineup afterwards. So, that you know, we
3: start appearing on the trees again. And that's <laughs>
1: your cue. Exactly. When, when we see those little baby birdies in their nests, mm-hmm. we know it's time to announce the lineup for Max FunCon. Mm-hmm. But Jordan, not until then. Jordan and I and Judge John Hodgman will all be there. That, uh-huh. This much I'm willing to offer you now. Oh, my goodness. And we're all great interpersonally. That's really true. Does mm-hmm. that, when you say interpersonal, do you mean like. Between the butt cheeks. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant interstellarly.
1: <laughs> we all have
2: fun opinions about the movie Interstellar.
3: Does everyone eat in the same place and, and people come up and, and sit with you at your table and eat with you? Or, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And everybody's super nice. It's, and, uh, and everyone goes in the same toilet.
1: The thing is, is there's like, uh, there's only about... There's only about 250 people there total. Okay. And there's only – and of those, like, 40 or 50 are performers or presenters or whatever. Our crew. Yeah. So, Below the line. So it's <laughs> not like uh, it's not like a Comic-Con where, like, if you're a person that people are there to see, there's, like, a line to take a picture with you or Certainly. whatever. Certainly. No,
3: it's just they're hanging out with you. Over yeah, weekend.
1: just everybody's there, you know, because there's no way for it to be – there's not enough other people sure. for there to be mm-hmm. a weird. Kind You'll of, get is there a no. a mess hall? There's a, It's at like a former hunting lodge mm-hmm. so uh, there's like a, there's like a dining, you know, a few big dining rooms, and then there's also an outdoor dining area.
3: I will say dining rooms it's like
1: well, there should be a reason for people to go in
3: them other times a day, otherwise it's a waste, really. You what? know what I mean? Do you not entertain? Uh, I entertain people sometimes, yes. But I don't have a formal dining room. So do you just casual dining? We do casual like an dining. an Applebee's.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah.
1: You have a whole it's Applebee's like a TGI in TGI Friday's house.
3: menu. Drink specials.
1: Sure. Oreo speed wagons <laughs> all around. <laughs> Jalapeno poppers. Yeah. Um, anyway, moral of the story, you want to come to MaxFunCon, get your tickets at maxfuncon.com. Um, want to talk about some momentous occasions? I would love to. I also want to say I think that Oreo Speedwagon is the most
2: hilarious casual dining menu item name. I'm going to go it out really on the is way. especially
3: yeah. for a band that is not popular anymore. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly.
1: What is an Oreo Speedwagon? I think it's like a mudslide. Yeah, that sounds really good, by the way. It does sound really good.
3: What's You're a me mudslide? Crave one. That's
1: like a like milkshake with milkshake Kahlua in shakes. it? Yeah, yeah, it's like
2: a chocolatey Kahlua-based But drink. doesn't
3: it have an actual liquor in it as well and not just Kahlua? Does it have some sort of Jack Daniels in it or something it might. like that? I hope yeah. so because I'm sounds- ordering one <laughs> <minute> I leave <laughs> like, here.
1: I'm into that. Yeah. Hey, uh, Can Julia, we get some Julia? Get us some get some
3: Oreo speed wagons in here. Yeah, get some Oreo speed three wagons. mud slides or Oreo speed wagons. Thank you. Can we get three mud slides
1: and eh? three Oreo speed wagons? Yeah, <laughs> just so we can really tell the difference. And, <laughs> thank
0: you.
3: And, and
1: uh, five straws. <laughs> yeah. Wait, five? Just, str- just five. Yeah. <laughs> I want to share a straw. So we have to reuse some straws. <laughs> gotcha.
2: Thanks, Julia. Thank you so thanks. much.
1: Thanks. We love you. Hey, big shout out to Julia for getting us those Oreo speed wagons and those mudslides. All <laughs> yeah. right, guys?
3: Hey, yeah. thanks in advance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to love those. FYI, TY. Mm-hmm.
3: I hate thanking in advance, by the way. That's yeah. so presumptuous. Sure. You know what I mean? Maybe Thanks it's in not advance be good. for for not being an asshole. Is usually w- <laughs> this is like well, no, I, I'm not going to do it. Anyway, you. good bit. <laughs> Jesse just
1: laid out on that and <laughs> stared at me. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a little bit sleepy. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Sure. I got lost in my own reverie there for a mm, second. What were you Forgot thinking about? I'm supposed to be hosting this program. Honestly, I was thinking about tacos. Yeah. I'm starting to get a You're little bit You're big peckish. into tacos. I love tacos. Is that your favorite food? I've heard you talk about them before.
3: <sighs> Mexican, I believe, is one of my favorite types of food. It's a terrific
2: cuisine.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, They I do mean, it right. They do. You know, if I Down was,
2: there south of the border. The, the, down the, Mexico way.
1: <laughs> the, foods, <laughs> the foods closest to my heart, I would say it probably would be burritos. Oh. But, you know, in a specific. You know, in the San Francisco style, as a San Franciscan, oh, you know, it's sort God. of like being a Philadelphian and wanting to have a che- Philly cheesecake or a cheese steak. <laughs>
3: cheesecake, cheesecake. <laughs> oh man, all those people in Philadelphia
2: <laughs> just going around. Oh, I want hey, a cheesecake. It's me,
1: a blue collar guy. Hey, I Time want to- a blueberry cheesecake. <laughs> hey, how come this cheesecake don't have no peppers on it? <laughs>
3: What is it about San Franciscans, by the way, and their insistence that they know burritos better than everyone else? Well, it's just a regional food. I'm not going
1: to get into it. It's a regional. It's just a a thing. You're going to make him go off on one of his famous rants. Oh,
3: no. (laughs) It's just a
1: thing. It's just a thing. And I would say, you know. Why did the lights go down? There's a spotlight on you
2: right now. (laughs) I grew up near an Italian. He's going to sweep up the spotlight later. (laughs) I grew up near an
1: Italian deli that serves tortellini that has bottle makes of own, red bottle of white I get it <laughs> <laughs> makes his own tortellini and my my like that's something that I like have my mom bring when she comes to visit like my mom mm. you know when she comes for the holidays she brings a few bags of tortellinis from Luca's you know do they freeze them or do they come she'll put them in a. she'll put them on they come fresh but she'll put them on ice in a like a you know one of those freezer packs sounds like a lot you expect your mom to do I mean, my mom doesn't uh, my mom's a gracious woman mommy I love you <laughs> mom thanks in advance for bringing me for but yeah for for like things that I don't in my day-to-day life fucking tacos man i i will fu- i would eat tacos four days a week for the rest of my life with absolutely the no
3: difference point. between a burrito and a taco very slim though wouldn't you say when it comes to like say the difference between a taco and a particle accelerator
1: yes that's, <laughs> right, that's certainly it's a great true. point it's a great that's point that's a really good point scott mm-hmm. Scott, kind of, you know, I know you already have a TV show, but have you ever thought about pitching something to Food Network? Or... About the difference between yeah. well, <laughs> different the, foods? Di- different, well, the difference between different foods and the particle accelerator. Yeah, sure. Later dif- we're going to yeah. examine both of them. The
2: difference between, say, soda bread and eros, the Greek concept of erotic love. <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> Not as dissimilar as you
1: might think. Yeah. It's like a burrito is really just a taco with a top. Well, Scott, look <laughs> – I don't want to – I'm not going to get into a whole burrito One can thing. also turn a, a taco into of, a burrito by just wrapping it a sure. little more. I have a lot of strong feelings about burritos. Everybody mm. that listens to this show knows that. Everybody's heard my feelings about burritos. Nobody – No one cares. No one cares. Zero percent <laughs> of the population care. So one woman named Heather, she writes on Tumblr. She cares. Mm. She knows. But besides her, yeah. I'm not going to get it. It's a burrito's like burritos. a taco wearing a hat. <laughs> like a I, taco in a winter coat. I yeah. love tacos and burritos. <laughs> sure, equally? No.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you say you love burritos, but you would eat
3: tacos four or five times a week. Are you then eating burritos five or six times a week?
1: Yeah, I eat ten times a week. Five or six <laughs> sure, burritos. That's how you stay saying. so trim. Well, yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs>
1: ten times a week. It's actually plus, the same. Actually seven not days. From eating tacos and burritos. I mean, that's like that's some heavy stuff. That's some. He- that's the thing. It's the same diet the uh,
2: Rock was on to bulk up for Hercules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm also super ripped. I want to make it. <laughs> yeah, that I am. Yeah. No, people have Gym never seen pictures of you before, Juiced, so we need to describe. Greasy.
3: You. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I'm at a restaurant. Um, and I look at something on the menu and I go, oh, that sounds so good. Look around the restaurant and look at the people in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. They're always usually kind of fat. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's why I
1: should not. <laughs> yeah, well, food orders. that tastes good is not necessarily good for you. No. Our, what hap- happened is there are certain foods that were really, really hard for cavemen to get hold of. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can totally get them whenever we want now. Yeah, whatever the fuck we want. Yeah.
3: I remember go down to that mammoth I made, place. I made
1: carnitas yesterday. Oh boy, it was good. How long did they uh, sit and simmer? I, I put I cooked them. What I do is I'll cook them in the uh, slow cooker. Sure. So I took a, I took a pork you? shoulder. I you know doctored it up a little bit with, and put a little orange juice and an onion and some garlic. Mm-hmm. And I put in the slow cooker on low for. Seven or eight hours mm-hmm. for basically the whole day. How do you have the patience? And oh my well, I wasn't sitting there with the <laughs> slow cooker, Scott. I mean, that's the problem. I've seen you cook with the slow cooker. That's the thing is, I have my arm around it. And you I'm should careful. just get a fast <laughs> making cooker. conversation yeah. with it. You should get a standard speed cooker at the yeah. bare minimum. Yeah, but a fast one. If If I can, if I can afford it. Like a convection
3: oven? (laughs) (laughs) Certainly, or a microwave. (laughs) (laughs) You've done your vocal warm-up, Scott. Wave. Wave. Um, I remember when I was young going to a restaurant called The Claim Jumper, Mm -hmm. and...
1: You know what? I've been to the Claim Jumper in Mission Viejo, California. Probably not far—may have literally been the Claim Jumper that you went to as a child. That was Uh, like
2: our—growing up, that was like our good report card restaurant. Yes. Mm -hmm. And
3: uh, if—and I'm a bit older than you, I would imagine. Um, But it was one of the first restaurants that I can recall that had bigger portions than normal. Because when I was growing up, every restaurant had sensible portions.
2: Yeah, this—yeah, the Claim Jumper really— Really, like, it it's, it's a challenge. It, it, like, dared you to eat it.
3: Yeah, and, they, and I remember everyone, we would go there with people from my church all the time, and people go, I love the portions here. And it, <laughs> they charged more, but the portions were bigger. Right. But that's how they got you. And then it just seems like every single restaurant has now become Claim Jumper.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, the Claim Jumper set the bar. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and the thing with Claim Jumpers, too, is, like, you ordered a, you know, a steak, and just before it, they brought you a whole muffin, <laughs> right. Just uh, like uh, like something that has as many calories Here's as Here's an amuse-bouche <laughs> yeah. a whole muffin.
1: Yeah, sure. I definitely think that one of the big turning points in me going from child to man <laughs> was realizing that I d- that I didn't have to eat the whole burrito. Sure. Yeah. That the burrito before me was really <clears throat> about three meals worth of food, so it was okay if I left a stump and ate that mm-hmm. the next day. Yeah. Or just throw it away. No, got to marinate the stump. Got to marinate the stump.
3: <laughs> yeah, you don't have to eat everything that they put in front of you.
1: I, I struggle with it even now. You can, hurl, you can hurl it
3: at a dog. <laughs> sure, why wouldn't
2: you?
1: Yeah, her, you know what? Hurl that it at nasty, nasty a dog. dog that lives down the street. <laughs> oh, that dog's so nasty. Oh,
3: man, I can't wait to like save your, some of this burrito. Like so your, your stinky wife.
2: Dog. Like your stinky spider-covered <laughs>
3: wife. Your stinky cum slut spider-covered <laughs> wife. I'm going to hurl a burrito <laughs> at her. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you know, let's not talk about food
1: exclusively on this show. Yeah. But, no, let's uh, talk we about take some, momentous should occasions. Should we talk, take some calls? Let's take some calls. When something momentous happens to you, our listener, we have you call us at 206-984-4FUN to share it with us. Here's our first telephone call.
2: Hey, this is Kate in Seattle, um, and I'm calling in with a momentous occasion. I'm feeding my son spaghetti for lunch And he's 14 months, and he just had a really hard sneeze. And then I noticed there was, like, this little piece of spaghetti hanging out of his nose. So I tried to brush it away, and I I couldn't get it to move. So I pulled on it, and I pulled and pulled and pulled, and it was fucking, like, six inches long out his nose. It was amazing. Anyways, I love the show. Hope you guys are having fun.
0: Bye.
1: Wow. Thank you for sharing that story with Thanks us. Thanks for singing the outro. Yeah. <laughs> From now on, I'm going to be disappointed at anyone who doesn't sing the outro. Yeah,
3: let's uh, let's try and sing the outro on those calls, guys.
1: And that's my momentous occasion. Asian. Thanks,
3: guys. Hanging up the phone. In 1996, I was at a restaurant um, with my girlfriend at the time.
1: 1996,
3: the year of our Lord? Yes, it was. Gotcha. Um, A.D. Sure. <laughs> uh, I was... I was at a restaurant with my girlfriend. Scott, can, I,
1: can I ask you a quick point of clarification? Where were you in 1996 BC? Mm. The primordial soup?
3: I don't believe I was at this particular restaurant then. Um but I was with my girlfriend and her roommate and her boyfriend and I was uh it was our favorite restaurant to go to and I had this shrimp pasta that I loved <clears> throat> and throat> her uh, the roommate's boyfriend made me laugh so hard that I had a shrimp come out of my nose. <laughs> a whole shrimp? A giant shrimp come out of my nose. I can still feel it to this day, that awful feeling of having food in your sinuses. <laughs> did, it have a, the, did it have a tail on it? I, I believe it was debrined. Okay. Wow. Debrined or brined? Don't know. What is they, what do you call it when they clean the poop out? I think that's debrining. Okay. But yeah, So, uh, you didn't that's, that's, deveining. Deveining. De-veining. deveining. There you go. That is the most awful feeling though to have Food in your sinuses—it's so, I—it's so uncomfortable.
1: What do you? The real question is: What do you? You're in a nice restaurant having a shrimp pasta. Mm-hmm. Once the shrimp has come through your nose, what do you do with it? Where do you put it? Well, it's been in
3: there, so it's not like it's been in a place that's dirty or anything like that. That it's not edible. So, so
1: you just circled it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you gave it another shot. At I mean, Jesse, Jesse,
2: <laughs> yeah. hey. eat your own boogers, right? <laughs> if you eat your own boogers, you might as well eat your own nose shrimp.
3: Point taken, Jordan. Point taken. So I feel for your – uh, Just throw that, it in uh, the quick
1: cooker. Yeah,
2: there
3: you go. In the slow cooker. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sit yeah. Sit there for eight hours. <laughs> you got to cook those – Some bu- citrus. You got to cook those nose shrimp low and slow. Yep. <laughs> low is and the tempo. slow. Uh, so, no, ma'am, I, uh, I feel for your baby. I um, – I think that is a momentous occasion. Yeah. I think that was great. It was terrific. Yeah. I do.
1: You th- do you think what, what's nice about that is that that's a momentous occasion, but it would also qualify for a fail on one bad mother. <laughs> sure, or it's, a, or a genius, or an overheard. Yeah, could be an overheard. This could straddle <laughs> this all is sorts a, of podcasts. This is an
2: over baby scene. Yeah, yeah. Scott, hi, could this hi, be hi, a, could this be a segment on Comedy Bang Bang somehow? I have like Bobby Moynihan did it. Sure, definitely. Maybe he could play the spaghetti. Hey,
1: uh, put me back in the nose. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not yeah, him. I'm not, but... Hey, no, and there's no bad ideas. If sure. Andy Daly came to you and pitched, I'm a baby, that <laughs> spaghetti stuck in his nose, don't tell me you're going to say no. I, you know, in the show, I usually say yes to anything anyone wants to do. Sure. So I'm, If Paul he's like... F. Tompkins <laughs> stops by and he says... I've got some spaghetti coming out of my nose, and I'd love to make light of it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Certainly,
1: I know in our second episode, Amy Poehler came to us,
3: and there was a long white Jesus wig <laughs> that was being used in a sketch that was that was in the makeup area. And she came to me and said, "Hey, uh, can I wear this during the, sh- the during the interview?" <laughs> and everyone looked at me like, "Oh no, we can't, this is, we can't let her do that." And I'm, yeah, sure.
1: And you're, she you're did, and it very- was funny. You're very uh you're very graceful on the set of the program. You were kind enough to invite me on your yes, show. Yes, you appear recently. in the 4th season. Um I'm I'm very much looking forward to uh watching it on television as I do all of the comedy bang bang television. You may programs. show it in a movie theater depending on how it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> fingers crossed. Um and uh I was impressed. I I was impressed at the uh Elegance with which uh, you handled uh, comedy legend Bob Einstein's suggestions for the show—you incorporated them into the into the uh, narrative that had been written ahead of time, very ably and smoothly. I think if you know that uh, one of the things that happens on the show is that we have great,
3: wonderful people on, and if they have ideas, then it only makes sense to. To try to incorporate them, um, I, that particular scene you're talking about um, was written very funny, but he had different ideas for it in a in a different direction that he wanted to take it in, which was also very funny. So I after. After we shot it, I was sort of like, well, R.I.P. those good jokes, but <laughs> but we can use them somewhere
1: else, I'm sure. You yeah, we I mean, just, so. just put them in on a different character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the way jokes work, Jordan. I don't know if you know anything about comedy at all. I don't really. I'm more of a tragedy man. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you guys oh. want to talk about
2: Oedipus later.
1: <gasps> oh, this guy's smart.
2: Yeah. I like it. Uh, Sorry, I'm more into tragedies. Mm. Go ahead and lash me to that mast. <laughs> you know, I'll hear your story. I I, I don't really like narratives that end in a wedding.
1: Sorry. (laughs) One of the great things about jokes is they're always applicable. Mm -hmm. So you can take them out of one context, drop them comfortably into another context. Certainly, Who knows? Maybe uh, the next week you'll have a new storyline about an elderly comedy writer who's come to Comedy Bang Bang. We don't need to give away every part of the show. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. 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 Season four. (laughs) Watch it. Didn't you sign the NDA? (laughs) Always on. Always on. Slightly off. And if any Letterman writers are listening right now, please don't do the bit that you just wrote in your head about the elderly comedy Mm -hmm. writer coming to Comedy Bang Bang. Um, Um, Let's hear another call. Hey, JJ
2: go. This is Scott in Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, Momentous occasion. Last night, I went on a first date with a girl, and before we even met, she hit my car. I was pulling out of a parking spot. She didn't see me. And she hit it, causing um, an untold amount of damage and, quite frankly, a lot of emotional trauma, uh, which is why I didn't call immediately after. I was traumatized and, quite frankly, a a bit
3: whiplashed.
2: Um, Yeah,
1: so the date did not go well after that. It was terrible and awkward. Love the show. Keep it up.
3: Emotional trauma. Hmm. I
1: can't help but notice he didn't sing his outro. Yeah, yeah. we distinctly said to sing the outro. I know. Was he not listening? It. Yeah. I guess he doesn't listen to Jordan to he go, Yeah.
2: Uh, well, I guess. Yeah. I guess he doesn't.
3: I guess he hasn't heard this episode yet.
2: I guess he's not a. He's not a, a member of the circular time stream. <laughs> what? <laughs> Where the... all time exists always.
3: So from what I can gather from yeah. that story, because he's not telling us every bit of information well sure. some stuff has to be untold sure mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and, and including the amount of damage
1: apparently <laughs> well specifically let's leave that damage. out yeah.
3: but emotional trauma from hitting the car he must love his car yeah a lot maybe or it's something.
2: his it's his
3: you know roadster he's been working on
1: what i want to know is if he's if he hadn't met her yet so he showed I guess what How's happened is. How's he backing out? Yeah. He what's... showed up at the claim jumper, parked <laughs> his car, <laughs> then changed his mind about which parking spot to be and in. And he's backing
3: out. That's the part I can't understand. Is, did she come over to his house and he's backing out of his car to get like a better parking space at his place? It's a very confusing story. It's... Why is he backing out yeah. of someplace while she's arriving? Jordan? Guys, I think this is the next season of cereal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, we're rich. Let's <laughs> let's get let's go to that parking lot
1: ourselves. Do yeah. some
2: test backouts yeah. mm-hmm. and see if this accident could have happened the way he said
1: it did. We're gonna have to add an element of sort of racial cultural tension. Sure. Um, do you think that maybe will she's be... Asian and a bad driver? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that
2: should that sure should help okay. make it tense. Great, yeah. there okay. you go, boom! Racial tension created.
3: <laughs> uh huh. But what? Okay, so he's backing out. But then, why does it have to ruin the date? You yeah, God. I mean?
2: I mean, this is basically the greatest meet cute of all time. Yeah, like, I mean, I know. If I mean, how did you and Mom meet? Well, funny story. And he's
3: got a reason to keep calling her.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. To <laughs> get her insurance <laughs> information. <laughs> all right, funny. Funny story. She caused untold damage to my yeah, car. Untold. Yeah, by yeah. the
3: way, kids, I will not tell you <laughs> how much damage there was. Maybe but, I
2: can. Uh, maybe I can get your insurance information, and then we can uh, go on a hike and maybe for coffee. Yeah. Oh, boom. Second date.
3: And how he could prove how cool of a guy he was by going. No, no, no. There are accidents. It's okay. Let's still go yeah, on this date. Like, hey, it's just. Cool. It's just
2: a car. You know, yeah. insure, I mean that's the ultimate time to look like a chill dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Women love chill dudes, guys.
3: Yeah. I don't it? know. So so what was his name? It was uh Steve. Sure. It might have been Scott. Might have been Scott. Yeah. From uh from Cape Cod. Yeah. Well there's another part of it. Cape Cod. Yeah. Cars. They're probably
2: going for a lobster roll. Yeah. So they're you have <laughs> they're that They're all jacked up on lobster rolls. That's <laughs> yeah. why they're getting in car accidents.
3: Uh, it's a kind of a confusing story, but I gotta say, I'm I'm on her side about it. If I were on a date and I and a guy, I accidentally, she's gotta feel terrible. She's already nervous about a date. Yeah. It sounds like a blind date because they hadn't met yet. Right. Some sort of cyber dating thing.
2: <laughs> um, like <web laughs> I hope dating? she wasn't cyber bullied into the cyber date. <laughs> well, I hope that not. that would be
1: awful. But it gets better. Everybody. She's already she's nervous. She's not a
2: cyborg.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: boy. Exterminate. <laughs> <laughs> Cause untold damage. Do you have brothers and sisters?
2: <laughs> Are yeah. you listening to cereal? This, this been is s- what we talk about on dates.
3: This could have been such a great story for the for the grandchildren. I know about how nervous she was, but then he was so charming and said everything was okay. Like hey, then- you
2: know, he just came off like a guy who. You know, it was not that materialistic and yeah. took life as it came.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. All this is cares about you... is his Geo Metro convertible. Yeah. <laughs>
3: That's Sorry
2: said, you souped it up there,
3: Scotty. <laughs> that said, he is a big fan of your show and he's the one calling, not her.
1: Yeah. So, you know what? Fuck her.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know what? Scott, I'm on your side now. Fuck her.
1: I don't know. He didn't sing. I wonder (laughs) if he was even being sincere when he said he was a big fan of our show, given that he's not even caught up enough to know that you're supposed to sing your outro. Yeah.
2: Mm,
3: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean,
2: listen, this young man needs to reevaluate his priorities. Yeah. Enter the circular time stream Mm -hmm. where all time exists always. Mm -hmm. Get himself a new Geo Metro Get yourself a new Geo Metro. Get into that interstellar library scene. Sure. Haven't seen it, but I'm sure that's a great scene where Mm -hmm. the – Bounds of time are ben- bent.
0: Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. And then if you fucking. If God delivers a beautiful meat cute mm-hmm. right on your hot, horny right, lap.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking oh, take
3: my it. lap is so hot
1: and horny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, wish, oh, oh, I wish the Lord would help me meat cute. I, I, need a, I need a pitcher of ice water over here. Bloosh. I mean,
3: how many times have you been. When you were not with someone. Sure. Driving around, hoping some cute girl rams gonna, into
2: you. <laughs> yeah, <it's> gonna, <laughs> causing neck damage, ruining my scion. Yeah. I know. I don't know. Hey, uh, if I could talk to the ladies out there. Hey, hey please you do. know what? Go ahead. Guys, I'm gonna. Can I give you a little preamble here? Please. Ladies. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant to the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> we the people. <laughs> In order to form a more perfect union.
1: Ladies. Ladies. Ladies, do you have love in your life? Are you making love choices? (laughs) (laughs) What have you rammed into lately? Take a listen to my friend, Jordan Morris. Hey,
2: ladies. If you're driving around in the Hollywood area Mm -hmm. this week, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you'll know me by my gray scion with lots of body damage. (laughs) (laughs) One more isn't going to hurt. So if you... See me scooting around out there. Just fucking T-Bone me.
3: I promise to be a chill dude.
2: There's airbags. I'm going to go, whatever, babe. Let's grab a cold breast juice. (laughs) See where this goes. Did you say breast juice? I said, let's drink some breast juice. That's what I call breast milk. I'm a weird
1: pervert. (laughs) And let's see where this goes. Let's Get your see where going. it goes. Do, mm-hmm. we have, do we have another call, Julia? That's it. That's it. Okay, if you want to call us, <laughs> 206-984-4-FUN, org. Of course, you can find the address on the website if you want to send us some of your breasts. <laughs> <your laughs> <laughs> hey, ladies, milk those breasts. <laughs> send "This those
2: sweet juices. Mm. Oh, boy. We're going to blend hey. it with a little kale. Some sure. apples. Put it in the ginger. slow cooker, put then in the fast cooker. cooker. Num, num. <laughs> mm. We love your fresh <laughs> so juice. Ways.
1: Cook it at two varying speeds. <laughs> put in the fast cooker to brown the edges. It's a, <laughs> Certainly. It's dual speed cooking, Jesse. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second. Do <laughs> you want to put in the sous vide at all? <laughs> <Some virgin. laughs> Certainly. Yeah, sous-vide. why not? <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. And Scott, the guy who's here with these guys.
2: That's not the same nickname as last time. Yeah, oh, well, like I, can, I was to trying to remember. This time. Yeah.
3: Scott Ackerman, the guy who's in the box with these guys. I think it's still different. So, yeah. You should write it down God. next time for continuity. Oh, I'm so sorry. Everybody. Do we have our script supervisor here?
2: <laughs> oh, no, he died. <laughs> he died in the middle of the taping. <laughs> uh, but hey, if you're out there... Just get get at Scott on Twitter. I hope you are, by the way. Yeah. Look, I hope <laughs> you're not in here. No, that would be weird. And you're probably invisible, like the Predator.
0: <laughs> oh, <Whoa, laughs>
2: boy. Whoa. We're in trouble. Do you think they might be a Predator? God, I hope so. Is I that? hope Predators listen to the show. That'd be so fucking awesome. Do you think and Predators like our show?
1: Predators, some Highlanders. <laughs> <for
2: it. laughs> predators. Highlanders. Xenomorphs. MILFs.
1: Pinheads. Oh, yes, animal. MILFs. Yeah. Predators. Highlanders. Yeah. Xenomorphs and
3: MILFs. milfs. <laughs> Do you think that's the Predator's defining characteristic, the, the fact that he's invisible? Uh, well, I mean, and he's an intergalactic trophy hunter. I would say that would be the number one thing. Yeah. If I were describing a Predator. So
1: would you—
2: The s- cloaking device is just kind of a secondary characteristic. And that's something
3: so- that one uses while predating.
1: Jordan, <laughs> Jordan if you were doing—I mean, Scott, <laughs> if you were doing a second draft of that conversation we just had, are you saying that maybe what you would say is— If you're in here, that would be weird. Like if you're an intergalactic trophy hunter. (laughs) Certainly. (laughs) Who is using his invisibility
3: in order to hunt us. Which is one of his many tools that he uses to hunt his game. He's no
2: one-trick pony, this predator. What has he got? Shoulder cannon, retractable spear, (laughs) razor frisbee. These are some predator weapons. Listen. Jesse, do you want to hear some more predator weapons? (laughs) Hand claw.
1: Can I hear a few milf?
2: Oh, yeah. Giant jugs. <laughs> saggy, saggy jugs. <laughs> Pool boy blowjobs. Manicures. And Press finally, Pedicures. regular use of the bank bus.
1: Sure. <laughs> uh, Scott Ackerman.
3: Stuff. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> this is my new character, by the way. I thought I'd t- <laughs> trot it out at the very end of the show. Cool Jamaican dude. Yeah. Is, that,
1: is that why you had those cornrows? Yeah, that's time? why I should. Yeah, why didn't you? I, I expected you to ask me about him? I would have done it earlier. We, pro- Well, I figured people would hear the clanking of the beads. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Like
3: wind chimes.
1: <laughs> As you shook anyway. your shook your head left and right, nineteen eighty four Stevie Wonder style. <laughs> anyway, we jamming. <laughs> Hotter than July in here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um so uh Scott is the host of Comedy Bang Bang. You can check out the podcast. Yeah, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> in the ear the Earwolf Network. Uh you can check out the television program on IFC. Always on, slightly off. Sure. Uh, it's a delightful show. Uh, if you don't have IFC on your cable package, I said, just go ahead and get it. Sure. That's the f- top remedy, I people would say. People say
3: they don't have IFC. By the way, people are constantly writing to me saying,
1: how do I watch your show?
3: I said, watch it on TV. They go, but I don't have IFC. I go, get IFC. They go, but I don't have cable. Ugh. At a certain point, how can I help you?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you have to gets... do some of this work for yeah, me. Uh, I
3: can't. It finally gets down to... I go, well, go to iTunes and buy it. They go, well, I don't want to pay for it. Like how? At a certain point, how are you going to watch television shows? They're, they're asking me, me to provide them. Do you want
1: me to send you the mega upload link? <laughs> yeah, the Vimeo that we use when sure. we edit it. I mean, I, I don't know. Watching I have to cuts. say I've enjoyed watching it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Two uh,
3: seasons are on Netflix currently. And in January, I believe, uh, the first half of the third season will be debuting. Ooh!
1: And season four is on the way. Um, I've heard in about January. Pretty big guest stars on season four. of who course. Have you uh, heard about? Because Bob Einstein. Uh, <laughs> which we're not day, supposed to born.
3: necessarily reveal at this point, but yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: and, of course, uh, that uh, that nice gentleman uh, who was in that scene with me who was on all that. Mark Saul. He was, nice that he was on all that. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He was on what all that. What a nice guy he was and what a lovely job he did. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you this about our friend Mark. mm mm-hmm. Um, sent me a nice thank you letter, which uh, I'm still waiting for yours.
3: But in, in any case. I sent go you ahead. No,
1: an email. Mm, not the same.
3: Okay. He sent yeah, an email fair. saying, "What's your address?" Because Less I personal. want to send you a hard copy. That's fair. That's fair.
1: I, a VHS copy of an episode of, of hard, hard copy. copy.
3: Yeah, it was very bizarre.
1: I gotta tell you, I got in About that. A... I got in that green room. Mark and I shared a green room. It's great. We were, sure. we we're old friends. Sure. Um, and I said to Mark, "You know, Mark, I hosted a TV show for a little while, <laughs> but I've never acted on camera before." Uh, is there anything I should know? Like, what's a mark and how do you hit it? You said, he, I'm Mark. You said, yes.
2: You socked him right <laughs> in his gut. <laughs> I just
3: that, hit
1: my mark. Actually, that, that I'm a sniper, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. That comic oh, line was well mark. mined in this conversation. Certainly. Uh, but he uh, he told me the things I needed to think about and do. Mm-hmm. And he was super nice, nice about it and super helpful. So thank you, Mark.
3: You know, I did not realize you've never acted on camera. You were very comfortable. You said your lines well. Thank you very you ad- much. You
1: adapted them into how you would say them. Look, Scott,
3: four years of theater Without school. permission, but go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't change any. I said the lines as written. You said
3: it a little different, but I was actually There was like, some weird punctuation. <laughs> Do you like Christopher Walken
1: uh, blackout all <laughs> punctuation, including periods? Just to see yeah, a I stream memorize of it words. in one long block. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Meisner technique. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I play the, Mark and I actually were playing the uh, repeating game back and forth with each other in the green room. <laughs> he was um, a nice kid. I met him once at, a,
3: at an event that I sang a song with Casey Wilson uh, at. Um and uh, he was singing a different song. I can't recall what song. Was he singing We Got Trouble Right Here in River City? I think he was singing that. God, that sounds fun. Man. And uh, he said he was a fan of the show and and um then told me a little bit a bit about his background. And I said, "Well, I'll get you on the show sometime." And then uh, I have a list of people who I want to get on the show eventually uh that you guys are both on and and anytime something in casting comes up I look at the list and I say oh okay this person for that this person for that it takes a while certainly we're in our fourth season I'm trying to get everyone I, was I know very, on very
1: very <laughs> grateful to be pulled off that list I thank you very much and I'm looking forward to us putting on some sort of event where I get to sing There's Trouble in River City because that <laughs> is my idea of the literal most fun thing you can do in show business. Yeah. I That would be a great role to play. God, I would love to do that. Oh, I would love to do that. I That's feel like, like I, I'm finally old enough to do it. There's no... Dr- I have no interest in in being a theater actor after four, four years of theater school convinced me that I was disinterested <laughs> in being in theater, mm-hmm. except that I would... Fucking love to be in the Music Man. You'd like tear that it up is a fucking dream to me. Mm-hmm. Meredith I would Wilson's be, classic. Right now, <laughs> if somebody said I'm doing a production of the Music Man in Glendale mm-hmm. at the at the Glendale Musical Players, <laughs> would you be interested in portraying the lead in this musical? I would say yes. In how fact, many performances
3: and how long would you have to sign the contract for? I because would be a going... typical Broadway contract is 13 months. Ooh yeah. I mean, eight I shows would, a
1: week. It would probably be like like sort of like the kind of thing like Emma Stone in Cabaret, eight weeks only. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have the a special guest star thing, limited sure. run. Eight yeah. we, um, by the way, eight
3: weeks is a, a little long for doing theater. I found when I was doing theater – that around show twenty seven, I was bored. It's of interesting. Doing the same thing.
1: I I recently read uh, John Cleese's book, mm. uh, which is about all of the things he did until he did Monty Python. <laughs> the people mm. were clamoring for it, <laughs> um, and it's actually really charming, really fun, really fascinating book. And. Um, there's a he was on Broadway. His first like professional acting was on Broadway. Really? They say the neon lights are bright there. <laughs> exactly. And uh he he is of the opinion that uh it doesn't get fun until it is so like so second nature to you that uh it's huh. that you completely lose your inhibitions and your Sense of self, and basically just you turn it into a husk an and acting feel like husk. you can freely goof around because mm, you have such full control over all of this stuff that you're actually required to do.
3: When I was in theater, it was a I definitely lost interest after a while, but then I found that when I was the lead of a show, I did Oklahoma and I was curly in it. I had more interest because I was talking more. <laughs> <laughs> um, sure, that's say more stuff. I was saying more things, but then. Um, then I started to realize, well, what I hate about doing theater is the changing clothes. I still hate that. <laughs> I still hate it about Comedy Bang Bang. That is sure. the one thing. And the, the people in the wardrobe department, I apologize. But that is the thing that I cannot stand most about acting is constantly changing clothes. I, much Like Letterman, I think he hates the makeup. Uh, I don't mind the makeup all that much. It's the changing clothes constantly. And when they put me in the wrong clothes – it drives me fucking insane when I'll like get my costume on and then I'll go downstairs and we're about to shoot and they go, "Oh, we put you in the wrong thing," and then oh, I have to take oh everything boy. off and oh, then boy. put something else on. Man. That I don't know what it is about changing clothes, but ever since I was in theater, I have hated it so much that that I, I like doing theater. But I was like, you know what? I would I I like it better when I it's just the the attention is on me and I wish I could wear my own clothes. I mean, professor... which is what stand up
1: turned out. To be. <laughs> Professor what's this what's the, the guy from the museum? Wenceslas? Professor, Professor Harold Hill. Is that the guy from yeah, the Harold game? Hill, yeah. yeah. So Professor Harold Hill, he just wears the one stripey suit, right? Probably,
3: although does he have to change suits
1: all the time? I don't they, think so. Uh, I think he I just, just wears, wears the one I think thing think that's that suites his luck.
3: Back look. in a time when, you know, there was a lot of shit rolling through the air. Sure. You had to wash behind your ears. Mm-hmm. Right. You could wear one. There, piece was of a, clothing over there was and over. a lot
1: of controversy around the difference between different styles of horse racing, whether or not they <laughs> sat down right on the horse. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> these were the concerns <laughs> of a, an yeah, older generation. A now, past time. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, moral of the story: Watch fucking Scott Ackerman's television program. Listen to his podcast. They're both absolutely delightful. Thank you. We're very, we're very grateful to have uh, Scott Ackerman here as a as a guest of ours, and as we always are. Oh, lo these many years, Scott has been kind enough to grace us with his presence. Thank you for having me back. I always enjoy being around you guys. Jordan, were you raising your hand because you had something important to
2: say? Uh, I was. I was. Gestu- Scott made a gesture
3: to the mm-hmm. room mm-hmm. as a a thank you gesture. I put placed my palms up and I gesticulated it's towards like you guys. Thanking an ape, certainly, it's <laughs> the posture you have to adopt when thanking apes. Yes, and uh, he sort of <clears throat> gave a eye as well. Yeah,
2: gesture. That was that was what I was doing in return. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a
3: little, talk a little, cheap pick, 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 pick a little, talk a little, a little more. There were birds in the sky, <laughs> but I never heard them singing. No, I never heard them at all. Not at all. Till oh, yeah. there was
0: you. I'm a
2: guy selling band instruments. I think that's the plot. <laughs>
1: right. Yep. Uh, Julia Smith this week on the boards filling in for Brian whose car broke down. Uh, I just want to say before we go, I guess we'll, we're just going to have let Brian laugh because people got we got, we've had literally hundreds of people. <laughs> closed <laughs> it, issue, closed issue. Yeah, we'll just it's
2: going to happen as it like it happens. It'll just fucking deal with it. Just will be what it is. Okay, okay. Issue over.
1: Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Well, we love you. Our theme music, Love You by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jessica.
3: MaximumFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
3: Listener supported.